Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. If you don't know me, my name is Sam Beam. I'm the host of this wonderful Preteen Ministry Navigation Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining today. If you don't know, this podcast is me walking through my ministry journey as a young, new uh, initiate into ministry. I say new. I, I guess I'm not new, but I'm not old either. I don't know what it's like, you know, not a rookie. I'm going in on two years, um, but I walk through the things that I'm learning as I walk through. So whether you're a veteran um, and just want to jump back and refresh and, and, and renew or you're walking along with me, you're new and you're wondering what to do next. Either way, this is a great podcast for you. Um, my executive pastor, Corey Jones, was joking with me the other day. He said, I was wondering what Sam was up to. And then I thought, oh, I could just go listen to his podcast and see how his ministry is going. And it is true. I really do talk about the, the relevant things that are happening in my ministry because I think experiencing them and walking through them is one of the best ways to learn. And I, you know, auditorily process that with you guys. Um, so, I think I take just as much out of these podcasts as you guys do, and I hope you enjoy them as well. So today we're going to be breaking down some fun topics, but before that, we're going to jump into our shout-out of the day, and that goes to Reggie Joyner and the uh, Think Orange team. Um, They have a series of books on parenting your students in every single grade as they go from birth all the way to 12th grade, and I just finished up the 7th grade one. Um, As I'm preparing for Move Up with my students, uh, 6th grade to 7th grade out of my ministry, I wanted to prepare for that. And I think that book is wonderful. It is great and applicable for both you and your parents. It is for parents designed for them to walk through this growth. It is kind of a a journal question and answer type dialogue with reading that goes along with it. And I think it really does a great job. It's short, it's simple, it's easy, but it walks through some really important topics, some really important ideas, and shows a bunch of cool metrics and statistics along the way. So I encourage you guys to go check those out. Um, As always, I'm not sponsored by these guys. These are just people that... I think are great and you should go check out as well. Now, if you read, um, which you probably did, the title for this, we are talking about, um, I don't know if discipline is right the word, but uh, approaching um, how we deal with uh, issues within our ministry between children, right? Uh, we work with kids, we work with preteens, and there will naturally be issues, whether it's a fight between two students or a disruption during class. How do we approach this and deal with this? Um, and this comes out of a recent incident I had in one of my uh, services. We have three services on Sunday, and one of our services is particularly intense when it comes to disciplinary issues. We have several students with um, special needs that kind of aid into an already high, tense, strung up uh, environment that is preteen ministry and so it, it, it kind of boils over and two weeks ago it boiled over in a major way and we had a pretty serious disruption during our service that a leader tried to address and then it got out of hand for them and it ended up being this huge awkward uncomfortable distraction in the middle of service as a leader was trying to direct the student and the student didn't want to it was tough and so uh we had to rethink and re uh jump into what it looked like um and i realized there was definitely a lot of errors that i've had in my ministry when it comes to dealing with these issues and how to approach disciplining a children so i looked into it um, i'm figuring out how i want to walk through it still but um, i definitely dove deep into what my ministry looked like and where i was going wrong and how i could correct it last week or I guess technically two days ago for me, um, during our priest service huddle, I had a talk with all of my team um, on you know how we can approach these issues and and so on. And I think I'll kind of continue that that dialogue with them throughout the next coming weeks. 
um, and discuss that with them. But I wanted to break it down for you guys as well because the reality is some of us may be walking through a very similar situation. Um, and it's it's something we need to figure out and work on. It's not the funnest part of ministry. I don't think anyone would uh, disagree with me there, but it is a necessary part of ministry. Uh, my philosophy is um, always that I never want a student to distract another student and prevent someone from not hearing the gospel, right? My my heart behind discipline, before I open this all up, is not that the kid obeys. It's not that the kid listens to me. It's not that the kid respects me. It is that we prevent students from disrupting the message of Jesus in our classrooms, right? So always have that mentality. We're never trying to stop them from, you know, doing something because we don't like it or stop them from doing something because we want to be right. It is because we want them to to not distract other students during the message, during the time, right? That's why during games, it's a little bit um, more relaxed of an environment because they can be loud and be excited. But during the message, right, we want them to listen to that. So, um, I have a few things written down, a few topics to discuss, and a few areas that I've been working on in my ministry that hopefully will help you guys as well. So when coming up with um, how we can work through uh, disciplining or walking through inappropriate behaviors in our classroom, the first thing is to have set rules. This is the area that I think I have messed up the most is because I don't have um, set rules that are vis visible for my students to um, kind of be reminded of every single week, right? If 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 I say, you know, hey, no talking, um, then it's like, okay, no talking is the rule. But when you take time to uh, address these rules, and I know a lot of ministries will address them every single day or every single Sunday, right, and address the rules. Um, and I know our ministry used to as well, um, but addressing these rules daily to remind the students to refresh them is good. And it's also good to have that somewhere posted in your ministry so that if a student says, why can't I do X, you say, look at the rules on the wall, right? And that kind of establishes it. But have those set rules and make sure that your leaders and your students are aware of those so that if a situation where that rule is being broken comes up, you can address it and you have a reference right there. Um, and that is something that I need to work on in my ministry. And this week, you know, we'll be working on printing out a rule sheet or maybe creating like a little video about the rules or whatever. But doing that in my ministry, have set rules in yours as well. Number two is be consistent with that rules, okay? Don't play favorites if one kid talks out of turn, even if they're your favorite kid and they're super sweet and they're always nice. If they talk out of turn, they don't raise their hand, they disrespect a leader, whatever it is, make sure that they receive the same um, reaction as, say, the kid that disrupts six to eight times during the lesson or whatever, right? Be consistent with that so that all students know that they don't see the partiality, that they don't see any of that, um, and that they know the rules are stable and solid and they don't have any, you know, alternative, no way to get around them or anything like that. So be consistent with those rules. Um, another thing that I've really been working through is, um, uh, especially with my team, um, and some of what we talked about Sunday is um, figuring out what's worth addressing and what is more of a distraction than not, right? Um, there comes a point where we have to address a behavior, and there's a point where it's um, just part of the student, right? And we'll get to that part in a little bit. Um, but there comes a point where um, it's not worth it as well. Um, like two weeks ago with the instance, there was a student who was being disruptive, um, but when tried to be corrected, he became um, you know, defensive, and it kind of feedback looped into a full-on disruption in the middle of the teaching. And so in that instance, it wasn't worth 
I'm correcting a minor um, mishap that, you know, sometimes I can correct from the stage um, because it created a bigger, more uh, blaring distraction, right? It's, it's, we don't want to just pull a student out of the middle of the room at their first infraction of whatever it is, Um because that just creates a bigger distraction, right? If I have to pull a student from the middle of the rows, then everyone's looking, everyone's wondering what's happening, etc., and, and that is lost. And so that's why that is a, um, a more secondary, third-level resort. So figure out what's worth addressing and make sure that's communicated with your team, right? If a student speaks out of turn or just kind of blurts out an answer impulsively in class, that's not something worth um, pulling them out or, or addressing, and that's something that usually the teacher, if they're you know comfortable enough, can address, like, hey, let's focus up and whatnot. And then, you know, if you have repeated defenses, then maybe we have a, a later sit by them. And then if that's repeated, then at that point, the disruptions are outweighing um, the, you know, small interactions with the student. And so at that point, you weigh whether or not it's worth it to pull the student out or whatever it is addressing that issue. Um, and with that, guys, um, one thing we really, uh, especially just in, in our culture and our society today is, is ensure that we are accounting for special needs. Um, I have in that in that service that I have in particular, that's extra difficult. I have several students with, um, you know, some level of special needs and, and some are relatively serious when it comes to like defiance disorders um, or autism or walking through some of those things. Things. Um, and so when you get all of these kids together, you have to account for that as an issue as well, right? Some kids are not, uh, you know, uh, they struggle with impulse control because they have ADHD or sometimes they struggle with defiance because of whatever they have um, or whatever environment they come from. And so we always have to account for those special needs and understand and make sure we communicate with our volunteers that this is not usually out of, you know, a desired behavior to be disrespectful or disruptive. It is simply, you know whatever it is to do with the special needs that they have or whatever mental or environmental issues that they are working through. Um, now, along with that, make sure you're empowering your volunteers um, to know that they can address these issues. Um, that's something that I've worked with my team for a while to make sure that they're uh, comfortable with is empowering them to address issues. Um, I know specifically I've been in volunteer situations where I didn't feel empowered to address disruption, and so I just let it continue, and that's not something that I want. Um, I want my leaders to know that they do have the opportunity to address a student, to go sit beside them, um, but at the same time working with them um, and uh, addressing any mishaps if you see them with um, any sort of addressing of a misbehavior in a student, right? Um, like two weeks ago, we had to have a conversation, and I had a conversation with a whole service um, that was dealing with that difficult situation and really kind of breaking down what went down with that and how we can better approach it for the future. Um, so if you you know empower your leaders to walk through and and, and discipline and re uh, redirect and and correct students, but also make sure that you are uh, giving them resources and giving them uh, tips and feedback if you see anything that they need to work on um, to make sure that you don't have any explosive moments in your ministry. Um, and last but not least, guys, remember that they are kids. They're just kids. They're 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever it is, they are just kids. Um, and sometimes kids will be kids. We all know that they fluctuate. Some days are great. Some days are not. Some days the whole class is perfect, and some days they are 
bouncing off the wall like rabid bunnies. But whatever it is, guys, remember that they are kids, that they are walking through life. And especially in this preteen years, they're discovering hormones and emotions and feelings. And so they're just going to act out sometimes. Um, and I think that practicing, I mean, honestly, it's a great opportunity for us to practice the way of Jesus in patience and in grace and in love and mercy. Um, so in your ministry, wherever you're at, whether you've got a great system or not, think about some of these and how you can address this with your own team. And I'm going to run through some of those points I made. Again, have set rules. Um, what are what are things that students can do and what are things that they cannot do? And then um, something I left out but I want to bring back up is also um, how do we approach that as leaders, right? How do our leaders approach the breaking of rules? Like our ministry works under a three-strike rule, right? One, we're going to verbally address whatever's going on, and and we might verbally address it a few times. Um, And then two is we're going to have a a one-on-one conversation. Maybe we'll just um, talk in the chairs during a game, or maybe we'll have to come out of the room. And then at the third strike, which um, is, is, you know, an extreme, extreme measure, but continued disruption, disrespectful behavior, anything that could be dangerous for anybody is when we contact a parent who is in service um, and let them come get their student. Um, and so we have those set rules for our leaders to know and kind of have a path on what's going to go on with the students as well. Um, number two, guys, be consistent with your discipline, right, with your corrections. If um, one student does it and they get corrected, if another student does it, they also should get corrected so that Uh, You have a fair ministry and a consistent ministry. Number three is weigh whether or not it's worth addressing, right? Sometimes the distraction is minor and can be corrected, and sometimes it does need addressing by another leader or or maybe additional actions. But make sure you work with your team on what's worth addressing and what isn't. Um, Always account for special needs is number what is that for? Um, Account for those special needs and make sure that you are um, making sure your team knows that as well, that sometimes special needs play into this. And so we have to approach it different. Maybe a student with autism needs to be removed from an environment much quicker um, than a student without because um, they can't process all that's happening. And at that speed, um, they get flustered, frustrated or whatever. And so you just have to pull them out and let them catch their breath. Um, Number five is empower your volunteers to do that. Um, and, and make sure to give them resources and tools that allow them to do that well. Number six is address mishaps if you, uh, you know, encounter them with this leader uh, approaching a student. Um, let them know, like, hey, this probably wasn't the best way to do it, that it caused a distraction in the ministry. And so if you could um, next time either... Uh, you know, have another leader help you or maybe just sit beside them and see if that helps before we do this. You know, whatever it is, correct them and walk them through that. Um, and then finally, guys, remember their kids. Remember that they are having fun, they're enjoying it. And honestly, I would rather have a room full of students that are um, blurting out answers or, you know, interrupting with a, a question or a thought than a room of students that are uh, not interested or disengaged. So I hope this is helpful for some of you guys. I know some of you guys are probably like, Sam, this is rookie stuff, but what what can I say? I'm a rookie. Um, so uh, I hope some of it takes uh, takes root in your ministry and that you walk through loving these students and also making sure that we are presenting the gospel as effectively as possible. So thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day, um, and I will see you Monday for our nugget. Peace.